Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, today we're joined by Maureen Calamia. She's author, speaker, teacher and consultant. We had a great podcast a few weeks ago. So our listeners, I, I encourage you to search for it and, and, uh, and have a listen. It's really interesting and um, some gems of information that she shared with us. Um, she's founder of the consultancy and feng shui school called Luminous Spaces, which I think in itself has a great name. Um, she's been featured in many magazines from Good Housekeeping to Cosmopolitan. Um, she's based in New York. And um, thanks very much for joining us today, Maureen. Appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to be here again. It was so much fun last time. Thank you, Vanessa. Great. Thank you. Um, well, can you just, just, just as a sort of recap for those who may not have listened to the first one and might, you know, just as a thing to say, what we know a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and what yeah great so i am a certified feng shui consultant as you said and i have a real um a real interest in psychology a lifelong interest in psychology in areas like that have really kind of offshoot from psychology for the past few decades eco psychology depth psychology and environmental psychology is just a real love and looking at the metaphor of our living environments and work environments and how that impacts our behavior and how we feel our well-being okay and um can you sort of describe a little bit about you know what feng shui is for those who don't know <laughs> yeah so feng shui goes back four or five thousand years ago in china and it was really a system of um, I think I think all um, people all over the world had something like it, but feng shui actually survived um, so that we could practice it today. But it was basically a set of tools that helped them figure out where the best places were to live and not only just survive, but to thrive. So things like, you know, having, you know, proper water that wasn't going to flood their crops, but that would, you know, sustain them and mountains to protect them from wind and and all these really common sense things were kind of codified in this practice of feng shui so it's really about um this proverb that i love uh it says living in harmony with the earth brings good fortune and that just when i when i heard that as a young student in feng shui um I, it just i just grabbed onto that and that's what um has really kind of driven me um because it's all about connection to the earth yeah. and feng shui literally is translated as wind and water and those are the two agents of nature that you know can either nourish us and, and help us survive or destroy us right so um it, it, basically those are agents that carry chi or life force energy throughout the planet so it's it's learning how to kind of tap into uh those natural qualities of the earth and the land itself to figure out how we can live in harmony um to survive and thrive yeah i love that quote i think it's really nice i know that you're obviously you you combine the feng shui practice with heavily with biophilic design so it hence me being really interested in how you use the two and, and how we can see the synergy between the two um i mean just as a as a recap really on the, the feng shui 
it helps a lot of people in terms of like financial issues and career development and sort of being able to see the wood for the trees, I suppose, in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really feng shui can help with any kind of life issue or life situation. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what I love about it is that it's using nature and using the elements of nature. Um, maybe you could just explain what the five elements are. And um, I've always been interested in that aspect. And so, yeah, if you could just explain what they are. Sure. So um, really at the root of feng shui is um, the Taoist principles of qi, of yin and yang, the opposites of yin and yang, the complementary opposites. And out of those um, yin and yang really kind of arose uh, the five elements. And really in a very basic uh, way, they represent different types of energy and it covers the whole spectrum. So basically we have the wood element, which is connected with trees and vegetation. So it's uprising, it's that type of energy. Then we have fire, which we call ascending. So it's very, it's ephemeral, you can't, you know, it's not tangible, you can't grab it, but it, it, it reaches up toward the heavens. And then of course we have earth, which is very grounded and stable. Um, then we have metal, which is the energy of contracting and we're going into the autumn, right? In the Northern hemisphere, and we're kind of, we're in earth right now, but we're going into the autumn season, which is when the deciduous trees um, bring their energy back into their trunks. And then the leaves dry up and fall off because the trees are trying to conserve for the winter. So that's the energy of metal, of contracting. And then finally we have water, which is the energy of descending, like rain and like anybody who has spilled a cup of water, you realize it will find the lowest level, right? <laughs> so water always descends to the lowest level. So the Chinese looked at these as kind of archetypes of energy and how everything is comes from them. Of course, the elements are also the real material of, uh, of those different qualities. Like I said, the wood, the fire, the earth, which is the soil, metal, which are the minerals um, buried deep within the earth. But metal is also related to air and breezes um, and open sky. Mm -hmm. And um, then there's water, which of course is the water element. But there's so many layers to the five elements. It's just something that, well, really, inspired me because I've been studying Western astrology since I'm 12. Oh, really? <laughs> of course, that's based on the four elements of Western, the four Western elements, right? Fire, earth, air, and water. And I really connected with the archetypes of the elements from, you know, a child and really loved that. So when I discovered feng shui and I discovered there was this five element system, I was just Oh, I got to learn about that. And, and, and then really what I learned is just the depth to, um, to the knowledge of these elements. I mean, they are used in Chinese medicine. So when you go to an acupuncturist, um, many of them are evaluating, if not all, are evaluating what element is out of balance in your body and what that's 
related to, and it can be really complex mm -hmm. um, because each of these elements has an organ system connected to it. I don't know if you want to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly, um, wood is liver, the liver uh, system. Fire is the heart, the pericardium that protects the heart. Earth is the spleen. Metal is the lungs, hence it's connected to air. Mm -hmm. And water is the kidneys. So um, there's just this whole uh, idea of harmony within these organ systems that creates health. And of course, you know, those of us who think a little bit more deeply about our, um, our connection to all, you know, you see the microcosm to the macrocosm. And, you know, in, uh, on the earth, it's the harmony of all these elements on a greater level. And, you know, we are intrinsically connected to that harmony on the outer world, right? Mm -hmm. So um, what I really love is that these qualities come down to also personality traits. So, you know, it is the archetypes, uh, the Carl Jung kind of archetype uh, information, which I just find so amazing. And I really love to work with clients on that level, helping create more harmony in their home and workspaces. Um, and as you mentioned, I also do speaking, you know, corporate speaking. So I talk about it, you know, to, you know, big groups, like how to make their work, little work environments, um, if they can, you know, control some things uh, to make it more harmonious for them. So they can be more productive, as we know, um, but also have greater well-being. That's that's the real thing. Yeah. I mean, if you know, it makes sense, really, doesn't it? That, you know, we spent most of our sort of prehistoric time, if you want, outside in nature and being connected to nature and having a an innate understanding of, you know, what's good, what's bad, you know, and, and being part of um our planet really and um all the elements have different energies and different um uh chemical con you know constructs and um you know i mean even engineers and you know or chemists who are listening to this program will understand the fact that different um you know that they, they, they resonate at different energies um and so it, it just complete makes complete sense and i think it's a lovely way you know irrespective of the fact that it actually works <laughs> but it's a lovely way of, of actually using um the uh the different elements that we are uh, which i want to talk to you about as well um but also um you know um using it as an as a, a kind of um uh, kickstart really to focus on something that you can actually make a change with so rather than it just be airy fairy oh, I'll stick a plant in here or I'll I'll do that you can actually have some kind of like a like um like a list of things that you can do that make sense to yourself and to your um to your to your inner, inner being um I mean one of the things that I want to talk about I did you've got a um an online um, quiz analysis of you know people's personality because you said you're interested in psychology of course um, yeah. but it, you, it sort of spits out the fact that you're a different element um, I'm I came out as fire so I just just um, I don't know do you I mean I don't know if that's what, what, what sort of personality is a fire person yeah and um, I, I, was, I was like well of course she's fire <laughs> yeah I know you said that <laughs> <laughs> The fire, um, you know, they have all, um, 
they have all labels, archetype labels, and some of them are a little more esoteric than others. So um, fire is known as the wizard, and you could be like, oh, what does that really mean? It is, um, I, I label it the inspirer um, because a fire is just exudes warmth. Um, it, it, it's charismatic, it's magnetic. I mean, when a fire person walks into the room, everybody notices, everybody, you know, because usually um, they walk into the room, you know, having a conversation with somebody else and laughing and, you know, <laughs> a lot of vibrancy. Um, they are the most young of all of the elements. And it, there's lightness, there's enthusiasm, passion. Um, and they're also very good with, um, you know, like with what you're doing here, you know, gathering people together and interviewing people and kind of being, um, shall I say, the center of attention, but not necessarily because you have to be the center of attention. You get what I mean? Um, they, they actually bring people together and they're very good at that. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's quite a nice positive thing. I'm glad it's got positive resonance. Otherwise, I'd I'd quickly change my personality and go and do something else. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, as in astrology, I learned like every sign, every element has positive qualities, but there's also obviously negative, just as maybe many. Don't, maybe don't talk about that. Not not on here. <laughs> my partner's listening to it, so no. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really um, the way I look at it, it's gifts and it's what you choose to, uh, do you choose to, you know, be kind of the higher octave of your archetype or the lower your vibration, you know? So, um, you know, and in my book, I go through kind of the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? Um, but I focus more on the good because I think everybody has those qualities that, that are good but they may also um, kind of go to that lower octave um, mm -hmm. and, and just giving them some awareness of that, that they might resonate and go, oh yeah, yeah, I get it. It's all about, for me, I feel like these elements and astrology um, help you learn maybe some gifts that you don't even recognize in yourself um, and also your weaknesses and help you kind of, learn from that and, and improve. Mm -hmm. It's all about spiritual growth, I feel. I think that's um, really quite interesting as well. I mean, just sort of maybe uh, to maybe use me as an example. I don't know, like fire as an example, maybe compare if someone's like wood or, or water or whatever, I don't know. But if, if someone is struggling financially, for instance, um, I mean, what implementations could they do? I mean, does it differ? Does it vary, you know, considerably between elements or is there something that's, that everybody could do well um yeah i i would say that there's overarching things that i would and it's also like um in feng shui we say that our homes are a mirror reflection of us and what's going on in our life so really when i get a floor plan um there's so much juice there's so much to like analyze and investigate and and, um, you know, you might see in the, uh, we're not getting into this today, but there's something called the Bagua map. And that is like eight life or nine life aspirations and wealth is one. So the far left corner, if you're standing at the front door, 
would be wealth. So maybe there's a back door, you know, in wealth and maybe there's no latch, you know, and um, I had a client who has a farm and in the wealth corner, there are like four gates <laughs> and they're very flimsy. So it's like, you know what? I think money's like going out. So we're not going into that today, but um, for a fire person, um, because fire is so extroverted and generous, I might ask some questions, you know, like what is going on with your money? And it might be that the fire person is, you know, helping this one out, helping that one out. Um, and people come to them, right? They're attracted to fire. So, and they know that they're generous and fire sometimes doesn't know the limit. So it could be that, or it could be that they're a little flamboyant buying all these shoes because, you know, fire loves fashion and um, they, you know, not everybody that's fire, but they, they may um, overspend. So that might be an issue with fire people. Okay. Not so much for earth, like earth is a little bit more responsible. So may, maybe for them, um, you know, they're very grounded and very responsible and reliable. And they also are people that want to make sure that, um, that everyone around them is good. So they might also have a little problem with uh, lending money out, but earth is definitely not, you know, they, they're a little spendthrift, you know, they're going to hold their money. The problem with them might be that they're too sedentary and not earning enough. They're not getting out there and, um, you know, earning the money. So really for any life situation, it's, it's not good enough to know that they're having a situation with money. It's what is it about the money? Mm -hmm. Is it going out? Are you bringing a lot in, but it's going right out? Is it that you're not bringing enough in or... You know, so there's a there's a bunch of questions that I would ask for any client that comes with that issue, for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, also in terms of, um, you know, talking of sort of career as well and sort of future. I mean, people have been furloughed. I mean, over here particularly, or they've been made redundant. Um, I mean, maybe they have an idea of what they want to do. I mean, they might have like absolutely no idea. They're going, like, oh, I don't know what to do. But just say, for instance, they want to focus on their dream path. Um, I mean, what five element, you know, things that can, can people adopt in their space? Um, I mean, also, I mean, you could bring in biophilic design as well. I mean, you know, are there elements that you can combine the two as maybe as a generic thing or? You know, um, yes, as, um, as we talked about in our last uh, podcast, there's, um, I actually developed a system of biophilic design based on the five elements. So they're just, to me, they're just connected very at a very basic level. Um, so when I do recommend a particular element, there's always the, the natural connection to biophilia and biophilic design. Um, but when I look at the five element system, the element that is really, um, well, I would have to say that all the elements are related to creativity in some way or bringing it out into the world. But the water element is about our like ability to be still and to listen to our inner knowing 
through meditation, through yoga, or just being silent. Um, so that is a very important element to perhaps bring in. If people aren't feeling like they have an idea of what they want to do, is to bring more stillness and reflection into their life. Also, water is connected with dreams and signs and symbols of nature. Um, I have a bit, you know, it's it's called aug augury. Um, it's that um, noticing of nature around you and recognizing that it's all synchronicity because it's all connected. So if you have questions in your mind and you're aware, and that's what the water element does, it allows us to be still enough to be aware of what's going on. We are often guided by things that happen around us. Um, maybe a particular bird on our walk. Um, you know, we can look up the, this, you know, what that bird represents in, um, in a spiritual way, in a, in a deep meaning way. Um, or, you, you know, it, it could just be something that happens in our lives, like our car breaks down. Well, maybe think about that and pull it apart and figure out what, why did that happen now? Um, you know, and I have these questions in my head. So there's, there's so much that, um, that there's such a resource in water. So in order to connect to water, I was just saying to have that stillness um, and do meditation, but you can actually bring water into your environment. So maybe a water fountain or maybe going to a body of water. Um, I love waterfalls. Yeah, I do. Sound, you know, and, and of course the beach. Um, but the sound of water is just so soothing and it, and it, and it puts me in, in that meditative state and, and stillness. And I think many people also are able to do that. Um, I think when we're in our homes, sometimes it's hard to be in that place because if we're living with other people, we get distracted or we get distracted by our social media. But if we can, if we can go to a place like a waterfall and just be still, we can pick up those signals um, of things that we should perhaps be doing. Yeah, I think that's a really nice idea. And I think that's what I was really quite um, interested to hear from you. Like the, like a biophilic, from a biophilic design point of view, which elements of nature or which of the five elements would you incorporate into a living space that, um, that, yeah, that would help those aspects? So, for instance, like you just mentioned, you know, bringing like a water fountain in or something. Um, and I've got these, I've been recording these mindful moments in nature. And um, I went to the Eden Project actually a couple of weeks ago um, and, and filmed some waterfall. And it's really beautiful. So I want to do something special with that. And, you know, obviously the water sound and maybe have like soundscape over the top. But, you know, something like that, which sounds like it could potentially be a benefit to people, you know, to have as a even as like an installation or have it as a screensaver and then they kind of flick across to it that they then, you know, have those moments to help their fo focus. Absolutely. And I can't remember, um, there was an article that I saw a few months ago about bringing um, these, uh, it was, it's like a video into the hospitals for the staff. And yeah. perhaps you saw this too, yeah. but they're kind of, um, they, they, 
created like these calm rooms so that's you know the uh, nurses and doctors and other staff could go in there yeah. and could flick on um they'd have a choice so they could watch the beach and the waves come up and it would be surround sound and the image so they could actually feel like they're there yeah. and i thought what an amazing thing to bring into a hospital but at our homes true it, or in, if we're in workspace if there's a way that we could tap into that absolutely a screensaver or yeah just pulling something up that will yeah. give us that beautiful sound yeah to yeah. help keep some calmness so what about i mean you mentioned if we're living with someone else or you know obviously we know there's been a lot of relationship issues i mean there's lots of probably i don't know if there's going to be any sort of uh, lockdown babies emerge so obviously that's a positive <laughs> result of, of relationship lockdown but um obviously there have been like cases of domestic abuse and some really awful awful things um that you know people have been immersed and stuck together and maybe for the first time and you know they've had their own independent lives and now they're living on top of each other um, I mean, what what would be like one or two kind of fundamental um, five element um, enhancements? What pieces of nature that can we or what five element, one of the five elements or two or three that would maybe alleviate some of the tension or to support um, a relationship? Uh, building uh, maybe bridge building as well um i I, have, I don't know what what do you what would you recommend well i i would definitely recommend earth that's number one okay. earth is about um about being um listening to all parties so it's it's it, it earth is that stable grounded kind of base that you need in a relationship and it you know it's it's known as the peacemaker that is the archetype name so you know that alone you know is is really really important so the earth element are you know rocks um ceramics pottery um images uh so you could have some artwork with um like open landscapes uh, mountains of course mountains are really you know a little bit masculine, but they are strong. And if you actually bring in mountains that are more rounded, it's a more feminine uh, and, and more gentle rather than like the Rocky Mountains, which are very masculine and jagged, right? So you wanna bring in smoothness. Um, the fire element also, so like candles, bonfires um, okay. and things like that, because uh, it, you know, it that type of light creates coziness and intimacy it's an environment that you feel more intimate and that you could speak from your heart and fire is about compassion so that is really cool and of course we always associate you know romantic you know candlelight dinners right so um the fire element is is really big um and you know i mean all of the elements probably, you know, the wood element associated with growth and health. So it's, it's vitality and the pioneer, um, the wood element is known as the pioneer, which is a different kind of quality, but it is about, you know, well-being and, and growth. So those, those would probably be very good. Okay, cool. So when you say bring in like a wood element, would that be like a, um, 
like like what kind of thing like a piece of wood or like a wood table or what plants actually would be number one yeah yeah plants would be number one and then uh, then there's a lot of other things obviously that are non-element that you know we would do in feng shui but as far as the elements go definitely earth and fire and maybe some water um wood <laughs> okay um i mean what about sort of like boosting creativity i mean like some people have i actually started a novel i'm, I'm good at starting things <laughs> so congratulations thank you i've started i've also got another book on the go i'm kind of yeah i sort of i do a lot of things like juggle um as if we all might not be a monet or a shakespeare or whatever but if we do have that inside us how can we again in terms of the five elements what sort of nature and which which of the elements can we bring in to really boost that or to help help kind of um spark that um to you know spark that creativity in us i mean it might even be just designing someone's logo you know someone might actually be working and actually just oh, i can't think straight i can't you know and i just need i just need a different boost a different stimulus for creativity yeah i mean um like we were saying before, the, the water element is very, um, it is very much the element that's kind of like that seed of the idea that we need to incubate. So, you know, as I was saying before, we need to have that kind of stillness of water to incubate ideas and to just kind of run through them and have them internal mm -hmm. before we start manifesting and think through and and that's analytical, but um, we need to kind of let that creativity flow. So water's great. Like I said, water fountains, sounds of water, um, images of water too. So if you are some beautiful water, that's really great. Um, but also each of the elements then kind of play a role in the creative process. So, so the wood element would be next. And the water element, like I said, is, is introverted. It's within, but you're not going to get anywhere if you don't get that idea out, right? So the next step is to have the courage to take the next step and kind of bring it out. And that's wood, because wood is that uprising energy. Wood is, is a yang element, and it's the pioneer. And that's where, like, the sprouting happens of your idea. And I'm just looking at this cool chart that I created for my book, Creating Luminous Spaces, um, just to make sure that I've got uh, the words right. Yeah. But, but wood is about getting out there with courage and being bold and taking initiative. It's, you know, it's, it's your drive and motivation. And so then the next step is to have that vision of what you want to manifest and that is fire okay fire is that you know it's it's developing that project whatever that creative thing is and it's really about kind of flowering think about you know the elements i i mentioned before a little bit about metal how it's connected to the seasons but think about each element so the water element is winter okay. and that's where you kind of incubate ideas it's also midnight oh really okay. And then wood is the dawn. So the sun's rising. So that's when you're bringing that idea out. It's, you know, early spring, things are sprouting. 
fire is like the summer solstice. So it's the peak. And that is the place where you're able to, you know, your ideas are flowering so that all can see. And it's your expression and it's your, your ability to kind of bring it out to people and get the, you know, get that um, enthusiasm and passion going for the idea. But if you just stop there, nothing's going to happen with your idea because then comes your commitment to doing it. And that's earth. So that is this time of year where we're at the summer, um, the autumn equinox. That is that commitment, that ability to bring people in to help, okay. you know, need different, you know, different uh, people that can help you manifest that project. Um, you need an editor, maybe a book coach if you're doing a book. Um, you need obviously some really good friends that can help inspire you and you can bounce ideas off of. So that's all earth. And then finally, you need the confidence to actually get out. So that's achievement and that's metal. Okay. And we haven't about metal too much today, but metal is absolutely essential because metal is the um, kind of the organizer. It's very discerning and it's at that point um, in our project where we maybe have all these ideas of what we want to do, but then metal helps us filter out what is really going to work and what doesn't. And it helps us focus and it helps us create structure. So that book outline, or maybe it's that to-do list of you know, I need to do all these things in order to get the job done. That's metal. And metal is great at that. And um, what I what I do find is that um, it, and it's very detail oriented. What I do find when I talk to clients is if they're having trouble actually getting out there and getting a project done, they're they're having a, a, a glitch in one of those elements. So, you know, they may be good on all of them, but one, and if that one is not manifesting, they're not going to be able to complete it or they will complete it, but it will be a failure. <laughs> it won't be what they wanted. So all of these elements are really crucial to really getting anything done. So, you know, I tell people, you have qualities of all these elements. I mean, it's obvious because we are doing things. Everybody's doing things. Everybody, you know, from from the simple like, I've got to repair a window <laughs> idea. And then it's those steps, you know, who do I need to get to help to, you know, and I have to have the money and I have to, you know, do the to-do list and all that. Um, so we do have these qualities when we tap into them when we need it. Um, but um, sometimes for bigger projects, um, or even ones that are really like what our soul wants to do. Sometimes we get blinded by one of the elements and we just need to kind of hook into that element. So really do feel like the five element system is great because you could identify, oh, it's the fire I need. So then maybe you need to bring in, um, you know, if you have a fireplace, use it at night, put some candles out, um, maybe get a beautiful image of the sun 
or some kind of artwork that feels fiery to you. Um, you know, to get inspired to go to that level of passion and commitment. I love that idea. I love, I love how you've, I mean, people listening to this, I mean, if you are, um, you know, working on a, on a um, project that you might be stuck on, or you just can't think, you know, you just can't get that creative thing. I just love the fact that you can work around like the year, like, or a day kind of concept from like water, when you've got the seed of the idea, the wood growing the idea, fire, you know, developing it, flowering it, um, earth, you know, kind of that naught and sort of to energize and then metal to actually organize it so that you actually get it done. Um, and if you, if you, like you say, if you've got a roadblock in any of those parts, it's what a lovely way of kind of just giving yourself another sort of kick to focus on something that you can control and do something about it. You can, okay, like you say, oh, I can, I can, you know, put the fire on or I can, have a picture of uh, the fire, you know, the sun on my desktop, for instance, you know, so, you know, and that subliminal thing will go into, our, you know, go into our minds and go into our spirit and soul or whatever, and really kind of generate something. Um, and I love the fact as well that it's cyclic, it's cyclical, that it's all part of one thing. We're all part of one globe. We're all part of one energy system. Um, I do, I do quite love that thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, is it if obviously people who are working from home, it's kind of like a sort of final question from my point of view, and then if you've got any questions or any comments afterwards. Um, but if people are working from home and they've got a home office um, or home or a working space, um, it might not be ideal. Um, but maybe we, maybe we just so we talk about if you've got a space that's dedicated to working, even if you had to clear it away mostly during the nighttime. But what, what sort of two or three things can they have on their desk? That would that would just help them, um, just would help them or enhance their working day, their working environment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I no wasn't pressure like you know no pressure. <laughs> I I wasn't thinking about the desk itself because I I kind of would like to back up and say, um, first, where you're working, of course, is really really important, and I feel access to sunlight. And nature views is really critical if you can have it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's biophilia and that is feng shui. Yeah. Because we feel better when we have them. Of course, you know, when you work in a, a corporate office space, those window offices are coveted by everybody, right? Um, so if you're working from home, try to have that. But if you can't, um, this other thing also you may not be able to have, but it's called in feng shui it's called command position and in biophilia it's called prospect and refuge it's the same thing it's basically having your desk positioned so that you could see the door that um uh, that's you know for the room the door to the room open door to the room and in very basic terms if people are working in more open kind of concept spaces it's so that you don't have your back to everything else going on in the room. And it doesn't matter if you live alone. We, we don't know that in our primitive brains. We, um, we are always in a state of very, very low state of like fight or flight when we can't see what's behind us because we get kind of distracted. So part of our energy is about protection, protecting our back. So I really recommend people have a good full view of the room. And if people are working from home for a long time 
and they're able to kind of figure it out, um, I, I really do recommend trying to dedicate a specific room to work. Um, and if you can't, at least set up a workstation where you can have a full view ahead of you because you will be so much less distracted and have much more productivity if you can see what's going on in front of you. But if you can't, live healthy plants is my number one um, suggestion. And people will go, well, um, especially, okay, especially if you can have access to nature views and sunlight, plants are really critical. Um, there are plants that don't need direct light. So, um, I mean, I have blogs on them, but you could simply Google that, you know, what are good plants for low light conditions? Um, that's really, really important. I do suggest um, a mirror. And this is feng shui and biophilia because um, one thing about working on a computer, it's, it's short vision, right? It's short distance. Yeah. And when we're stuck on this all day long, um, we get headaches. Um, we don't allow our kind of like our eyes to rest. So especially if you don't have a window, having a, say a mirror in front of you or on the side of you gives you that opportunity to kind of gaze while you're thinking things. Yeah. And mirrors give you that longer distance view because your eyes kind of go into them and they are seeing other things, right? It's, um, it's also good because what I was talking about before, creativity, um, the water element is really good. So uh, mirrors are considered water. Okay. So it, it's really nice to be able to gaze into a mirror to give your eyes a rest and also to kind of inspire like creativity. Um, something else with windows and mirrors is that um, it's really good to have long distance views. So, you know, if I look out my window and I'm, I'm very lucky that I live in a suburban, so I've got, you know, a house, but then I've got trees behind the house that I see and I see lots of vegetation. So I have a rather long distance view rather than having a building that's yeah. right know six feet away and blocking any kind of um, long view um so long distance views also inspire creativity i should have mentioned that before and mirrors uh provide that if you don't have a um a window um another thing for your desk well the desk itself is is kind of interesting because you could have a desk that isn't um appropriate for your work um which can if you if your desk is too small it can make you feel really frustrated that you can't like spread out so i really do suggest having a desk that's ample enough space um for you to be able to spread out but on the other hand you need to kind of tidy up at the end of the day and not just have everything all over the place so um that's really important to be able to kind of feel like you're able to do the work you need to do. Um, I had a client who was working from home. He was constantly passed over for promotions. And when I saw his desk, it was like 
shocking <laughs> desk that he used at home. And now, of course, this is before the lockdowns. Yeah. He was using his childhood desk and his little chair. Oh, really? His childhood little chair, yeah. like a man, grown man sitting on a little chair at a desk. And I looked at it. I said, what is the metaphor here? Yeah. You know, and, and like, I, he saw that his, like his eyes just were like, like he realized um, he's being passed over because, you know, he's thinking of himself as small. Yeah. He's mature enough for these roles. And, and it just was like a light bulb went on. So, um, and then of course you don't want a desk that's too big because then it's, it's like your energy is just kind of dissipates. So, um, or that you're too domineering maybe, um, in the job. So I hope that helps. Yeah, no, it really does. I was just thinking, I haven't got anything water. I've got some postcards on the thing of beaches and, and things like a lot of cartoons actually kind of illustration type sort of, uh, things but and I'm surrounded by wood I'm surrounded by lots of wood stuff um, well well wood actually supports fire okay oh so it's a good so there, thing yeah 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 there's so you know we talked about that cycle right yeah. of the, um so whatever cycle whatever element is before you is the one that feeds you oh, so okay. from, you know dawn to yeah. noon um, dawn is wood and noon is fire. So that, that is supporting you. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, I, I, I'm going to add a fourth thing, you know, um, the desk could be a challenge for people to change their desk at this point. But, um, if they under identify what their element is, having something representing the element that supports them or the element itself. So fire or wood for you mm -hmm. would okay. be really good to have. And and to be inspired by what's around you. So those cartoons, um, if you love them and they like they bring lightheartedness yeah. um, or or inspire you in some way, that's great. Mm. That's really great. Yeah, because there's just you saying about the water element, you know, I mean, that's I've got I've got a lot of ideas, a lot of creative, there's a lot of stuff coming in. I don't think there's enough metal. I don't think there's enough. Um, so I think I need a bit more earth. I need some more rocks around me. So I need to kind of get some more rocks and I need some elements, some metal stuff, which will kind of consolidate things and then actually help me focus on stuff. So, um, and get it out there. So I'm actually really, that's really, I've, I've learned something. So I, I hope the people who have been watching um, on, on the YouTube channel and um, also been listening on the podcast um, have learned something too. So um, Maureen, thanks so much. Is there anything else that you would, you would like to add at all? Um, I would just suggest that if you're interested in learning about, uh, I have, it's called the True Nature Quiz. That's on my homepage. And my website is uh, luminous-spaces.com. So that's luminous.spaces.com. Uh, sorry, not luminous dot. <laughs> luminous-spaces. Luminous <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did that deliberately, of course. So that's luminous-spaces.com in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> Uh, Maureen, thank you so much. Um, really lovely talking with you. And uh, yeah, I hope we can do it again soon. It'd be lovely. Um, yeah. And uh, there's for the people who are listening and watching, um, there's an article, another article that Maureen has written for us. So um, do check out um, the Journal of Biophilicdesign.com. Um, you can uh, read it there. So Maureen, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Alexa. It was great. Thanks. 
Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.